Hey there, this is Fred Bissaro, and you're listening to Metal Matters, the official Gimme Metal podcast, where we explore all things new, some things classic, but all things heavy, with my co-host, Michael Bernan. We recently had the opportunity to hang out with the incomparable Greg Anderson, In the world of heavy music, Greg is an individual that requires little introduction. He's the man behind the legendary Southern Lord Records, as well as a key player in bands that have become nothing short of institutions such as Sun, Burning Witch, Goat Snake, Thor's Hammer, and countless other projects. As a curatorial and sonic force, Greg Anderson stands among the most important of our time. We talked with him about the joys of discovering new music and unearthing forgotten classics. The bridge between hardcore, jazz, and metal, and what it means to be a lifer. Oh, and we also talked about our belly buttons for a long, long time. Stick around. I just, we started to do this like about two months ago. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, I don't know, Mike was just like French to do it. And I don't know, I was really, really honored to do it. And so I was just um, like, so Mike, Mike uh, Bernan is one of my close, close friends. And I don't, I, Greg, do you and Mike know each other? Have you guys met? I don't know if you guys have met. I'm not I, sure. I, I think we met just like on a like, hey, what's up basis through Randy Randall Dunn at oh. latest the last time. Oh, okay. Are you play? Uh, are you in the band uniform? Yes. Okay. Yeah, I was talking recently with um, Ben. Yes, you are. Who I was just with, and who says hello? Oh, Thomas said, "What's up?" Yeah. Definitely yeah, he, um, yeah, he's involved <laughs> with Randall with that with the studio, right? Yeah. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah. Yeah, he sent me this music of this band that was really cool. Um, and it, it was funny because you know, Randall hit me up about it. He's like, would you be, would you listen to this band? I'm like, sure. Uh, and it was not what I expected to hear from Randall. You know, it's like uh, I was expecting to hear something a little more avant-garde or something. But yeah, um, uh, mm-hmm. yeah and then I had a couple, a couple exchanges with Ben. Dude, that dude's really cool. That was, it, was, uh, it was cool. But check yeah, that out. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I'll I'll fucking um I'll 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 slap him upside the head and get him. Yeah, do it. <laughs> I typically like I the last thing in the world I ever want to do is fucking hear somebody's new record. I just don't fucking care. But like these <laughs> these I have like actually a little interested. In, so <laughs> I hear you. I hear you. <laughs> I, I bet you. You probably get that significantly more than I do, though. Like they like, hey, yeah, check out my, my fucking record, man. Uh, yeah, I mean, yeah. every every day, you know, get a, a, a kind of a barrage of of check out my record emails, and well, you know, it's like every once in a while you find something really cool, and I and I, I I do like a good recommendation, you know. Like I've got a couple friends that like, you know, if they if they if they're gonna write me about something then I will pay attention. Randall's one of those guys, you know, mm-hmm. um, you know Sam Veldy's another one. And, 
sometimes Todd Jones even is in there with that. But, but, uh, and those ones are like, you know, it's kind of put a little bit more, they'll, they'll, go, they'll move to the front mm. of the line type of thing. I just, you know, for me, it's like, you know, not to be jaded or be a jerk, but I just don't have the time. You know, it's like, there's other music that I really like listening to that I need to, that I want to spend time listening to. And I, it kind of takes away from that if I'm checking out all this other yeah. stuff, you know what I mean? So, um, uh, but no, I get it. I mean, you're, you're, yeah, you got, totally. you got a life and you got a family and all that shit. Yeah. That, I mean, not to mention, not to mention, I yeah. mean, like, yeah, there needs to be a, everybody has to have their own filter process. Everybody's got that, you know, if it comes from the right people yeah. then it's already past the sniff test for one. But, oh yeah, totally. And, but, I, but, I, but the thing is I, I do love that discovery though. You know, I love here that first time when you're hearing something that just really mm -hmm. knocks you over the head, you know, it's rare, it's rare, but you know, I'm kind of, it's like, you know, it's like a it's like a drug, you know. You're, you're yeah. chasing it still, let, or I am at least. You know, <laughs> you know what? Let me ask you this, Greg. You know, have you have you ever signed anybody that is just fucking straight up left field? You know what I'm saying? Like it did not like you stumbled on them via an email, not like you know some homie passed it to you or something like that. You know what I'm saying? Just straight up. Yeah, there's, there, yeah. There's been a few like you know, little, literally demo submissions. Um, a recent one was, well, not so recent anymore, but, uh, that band big brave was mm -hmm. like that actually. Yeah. Oh, really? They, wow. Yeah, they, they sent me and I'd never heard anything about them. We had no, no mutual friends. They, they had some connections with the Godspeed, you black emperor mm -hmm. folks. Like they had recorded dudes. Um, uh, I think his name's Ephraim had mm -hmm. recorded their records, but, mm -hmm the kind of the, their hotel to tango studio. So I was like, you know, they put that in the email. I was like, Oh, that's, that's interesting. Mm -hmm. I know who that is, <laughs> but I don't know, you know, I'm not, but no, there was no like, you know, recommendation. It just kind of came across my desk and, um, you know, it was just kind of hit me. It was just kind of a, you know, luck of the draw type thing too. It was like that day I was like, okay. It was like, Oh, let me I'll check this out. So I followed the mm -hmm. links and, um, there was that they had made that was like wow this is insane this is incredible it's really powerful and and it was moving actually so i was like oh okay and then it sort of sort of rode them back and started pursuing it that way but um and there's been a few other things here and there that band the secret oh, yeah, from yeah. italy mm -hmm. um other one i wasn't familiar with i knew the label that they had recorded with before they they had done a record with that um good fellow label mm -hmm. that oh yeah yeah first and I love cursed. So that kind of caught my attention. And then, um, but yeah, I mean, every once in a while, there's a, there's something that comes in that, you know, wow, it's great. And it blows me away. That's what I'm saying. It's kind of, that's why I'm open to that. And I, you know, I don't, when I do get those emails, I, I, um, I don't, you know, I usually don't delete them right away. It's like, okay. You know, uh, sometimes it might take me to look into it. And a lot of times it's, it's, it's something I'm, you know, it, it's not something for me, you know, but every once in a while, there's something that you find and there's been some good, there's been some good finds. So I try to keep myself somewhat, you know, mm. open to that, you know, totally. Yeah. That, and I mean, and that, that, that's great of you to do. And I hope that like, you know, I know a lot of labels do keep open that way. And, you know, I can, I, I remember, you know, being a kid in my first bands and like not yeah. knowing anybody yeah. and like, Fact is, like you fucking like outside of like your like regional scene or whatever, like 
you have to fucking make cold calls. Like everybody's mm-hmm. got to fucking oh, start yeah. somewhere, man. So it's like, there's no shame in this shit. Like, no, no, just like, no, yeah, no. like fucking send it out. And like, you know, it, it, like it might take a while for somebody to listen to it, but like eventually yeah. somebody will. And then somebody totally. else will, totally. you know, like, yeah. I mean, yeah. even like, yeah. you know, like yeah, somebody like Greg, you know, Greg's Greg, you've been around for decades. I've been around for a while too. We make cold calls all the time. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I mean, yeah, yeah it's part of the game. Yeah, you, yeah. got a pound yeah. of pavement, man. <laughs> no, Nothing. I get it. I get it, and uh, and I just you know I understand that, and 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 uh, you know, um, you you can sniff things out too. I mean, I get a lot of like you know straight up like cheesy Hollywood jagoffs, you know, that are like, oh, hey, you know, you can you can tell um, from a lot of these, and and uh, you know, I kind of it's like a bullshit detector that goes off for me on this stuff, and. Um, so, so if it passes that test, I was like, okay, well, maybe I'll check this out when I get a moment, you know, and sometimes I, you know, like try to like once a week or something, I actually try to like, okay, I'm gonna go through these emails that ones that look interesting and then check them out. You know, a lot of times it's like, it, it, it's not something I can do anything with, or, uh, I'm able to do anything with, but it's kind of interesting to hear what's going on in the world too, uh, with other music outside of my small little mm-hmm. bubble. Uh, so I kind of, you know, for that reason, totally. yeah, definitely, yeah. definitely. So, uh, so have you just, um, you know, with like the pandemic and everything, I mean, have you mostly been just doing like, um, label shit? I mean, have you done any, have you been playing at all or doing any like writing or anything like that? What's been going on with you? Well, Sun hasn't been doing anything, unfortunately. Um, and that's, you know, part of the reason for that is, um, uh, geographically we're challenged, you know, you know, Steven, um, lives in Paris and, um, everyone else that we've played with, um, recently and on the life metal record and, um, pyroclast record, everyone lives in another state. So, um, with that haven't done anything musically with that, um, uh, unfortunately. Um, but, um, I have been actually, um, writing, a, um, a lot of music, uh, starting probably like around April of last year. I just, I just got kind of, I don't know. I mean, as if it was sort of like, you know, boredom or, or what the deal was. Um, I just, I, I got kind of inspired to make music. And, um, so I started writing a lot more than I usually do actually. Um, I've never been like a home recording guy ever. Um, really sort of my writing sort of happens, you know, in the moment with the project, whatever project that I'm working on, you know, um, but I just never really spend a lot of time at home, uh, uh, working on recording or, uh, really not a lot of writing, you know, it's, um, so, um, but that all changed. I, I just kind of, I got inspired and I started coming up with stuff and, um, and then kind of, you know, basically using my iPhone as a sketch pad uh, and recording these, you know, these, these, these rough ideas or riffs. And, um, and then I, um, and then I upgraded, I, I forced myself to learn. Uh, I got like a, um, a digital eight track recorder and, um, and I've never been savvy. I'd never knew how to use GarageBand ever, Pro Tools, nothing. So it was all new to me, but 
I was starting, you know, I was like, God, I got to do, I got to step up, yeah. you know, my game here. This can't, this iPhone's just not cutting it, you know? Um, I need to friend. Uh, and um, so I, I got a digital recorder and I started, um, I started uh, recording my ideas yeah, that sure. way. Also, you know, it's kind of a, also, you know, glorified sketch pad, really. Um, and I got, I got, I, I got commissioned to do this music yeah, yeah. for a, um, wow. a role-playing game, like dice. Um, oh shit. I like never, you know, and, and it's funny. It's like, I, I never growing up, I'd never played dungeons and dragons mm-hmm. or anything. I had friends who did, but it was just never, never something I did, you know? So I don't know anything about games, but I found out like there's this whole, you know, community and scene that has developed over the years. And there's some really cool, companies that are um and folks that are doing some interesting mm-hmm. things like with really cool graphics and cool storylines a lot of them it's the one that contacted me was really influenced by wow. um early 90s swedish death metal <laughs> so their whole graphics and their character references and and you know all the the settings are very you know steeped in um you know, sounds like something from like Sick. a you know entombed or dismember record from you know the early '90s, um, and all the artwork and and stuff like that. But they're what they're doing is they were doing um, they wanted to do a gatefold uh, jacket um, as the game board, and then you and then have a music uh, a vinyl to accompany that, um, and then music wow, sort of you know to go with while you're playing the game <laughs> so uh it was, it was like it was cool and i look, kind of looked it up and researched a little bit I'm like, I was like god these guys got some cool thing happening and they you know they did like a um uh a, a, a kickstarter type thing yeah. it wasn't kickstarter but it was one of those other companies uh crowdfund thing and it was just like as the response to that and how much they'd raised and like you know it seemed like there was a lot people were really into it so i Mm-hmm. It's like okay, I'll do this. So I so I wrote a, I wrote some music for them, and uh, and I kind of used that whole um, I used that whole uh, thing as like a catalyst to kind of get me into the studio and 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 mm-hmm. you know record some of these other ideas I had been working on, and also as an excuse, uh, I really wanted to collaborate oh, okay. with this yeah, vocalist yeah. Um, Petra Hayden, and. Um, uh, she um she actually sang on one of the first wow. sun records she sang on our double avoid record from 2000 and she also sang on the goats from the same year she was a friend of the goat snake singer pete stalls and um you know we knew we were really like fascinated with the fact that her father is charlie hayden the famous mm-hmm. jazz yeah. bass player who played with um ornick coleman oh wow so we were like, because we were all jazz, you know, nerds. We're like, oh my god, you know, it's Charlie Hayden's daughter. He's like, she's a triplet. She has, <laughs> she has two other sisters, um, and a brother as well. Um, uh, I think he's older, but um, interesting family, and they're all extremely musical and like, they're it's crazy. So, um, but Petra was friends with Pete, and Pete um, was like, you got to hear this, 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 uh, this woman, Petra, and. Uh, She's amazing. So she sang on those records like, you know, 20 years ago. And, um, and then, um, we reconnect, Sun reconnected with her in 2019 at the, uh, 
we played out here in Los Angeles at this place called the Mayan Theater. And we, um, we'd reconnected with her and we asked, we invited her to come and play with us uh, at the end of our set. And she played um, violin. She's an amazing violinist as well. And, um, and then sang. So after that, we we're like, oh, we got to do some more stuff with her. So, so getting into the studio and, and having opportunity to, you know, um, you know, do some stuff in the studio, I was like, I want to ask Petra to sing. So, so we, we, we did three songs together and um, uh, we recorded mm-hmm. with this guy, Brad Wood, this amazing uh, engineer, producer guy. And um, it turned out really, really good. So um, uh, I delivered the music to the game and that's happening. And then the other music that I recorded uh, there, um, I'm working on possibly going to um, add some other stuff to it uh, and, um, and hopefully come out with an album. I don't know what it's going to be called or, you know, if it's mm-hmm. going to be, a duo record with Petra and I, or it was going to be other people involved. Um, but I've, I've been recording, I've recorded a second session worth of stuff and um, I'm really excited about it. It's like kind of the first time in a really long time that I've done something, you know, kind of on my own outside of, mm-hmm. well, really outside of Sun, but outside of any band that I've, you know, been in, involved with. So um, mm-hmm. I, I'm, I'm, I'm nervous to call it a solo record <laughs> because I don't know, it just seems but that's kind of what it is right at the moment. I've, I've, and I've got, but, but I've yeah. got some, you know, a lot of help from other people like Petra. Um, so, far. and, uh, but yeah, it's, yeah. it's been, you know, it's kind of giving me a sense of purpose during this time right now too. It's like, um, my mind in a different and a more positive place, I think. Mm-hmm. And also, um, you know, creative as well. Um, it's just so, such a, bizarre time for everyone and it's just the mm-hmm. you know, the atmosphere yeah, totally. is just it's dark and um so i feel for a lot of people as well and i don't know for me it's like okay well this is one way i've kind of mm-hmm. been able to cope with what's going on and uh and it's been positive and um having some fun keeping my mind off the off yeah, the uh totally off the, the the doom, you know, in a way um, that's so yeah, absolutely necessary. I mean, like, there's just you know, with so much negative energy kind of in the world, like it's it's impossible mm-hmm. for it to like not impact you somehow. And yeah. like, you, yeah. like mm-hmm. it's only healthy. Like, we all need to fucking channel it somewhere, you know. And right. yeah, how um, do you feel like like kind of like you know like the general kind of like global tenor uh and like state of the world is kind of like you know uh like affected like your writing style for this kind of stuff like how is it like you know tonally like kind of like vibe wise like similar or different to like sun stuff well i feel like i'm you know with like a lot of my stuff Mm -hmm. i feel like i'm just so so inside of it it's hard to have perspective it's funny um the guy that i recorded with uh the producer engineer, Brad Wood, he mentioned the other day about it. He's like, yeah, I think you're channeling some of this, <laughs> this, this darkness into the music. And it's funny cause I don't really hear it like that. It, to me, it sounds a lot more, it sounds a lot brighter. I mean, it's, it's interesting. Like the, the influences for me for this music as I've been like obsessed for the last, you know, uh, well, I mean, I've listened, I've always been a fan of, of Indian classical music, but over like the last year, I've just kind of been like really doing a deep dive mm-hmm. into it and 
it's kind of all <laughs> listening to really uh it takes up my time uh, uh, you know when i put something on i'll put on something some indian classical music but sort of the atmosphere of that and you know even like the scales and 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 some of the structure of the of the ragas um of indian classical music has has influenced what i've been playing it's not like um you know i didn't want to I feel like such an, an amateur and a novice, you know, that music is, it's, it's, it's for masters, you know, it's, it's a, it's very developed and, you know, there's, there's a whole structure and, um, you know, they, these guys study years and years and years doing this stuff. Um, and I, and I, I never, you know, that's not me. Uh, and I didn't, you know, um, I'm, I'm coming into this, uh, <laughs> you know, a metalhead and heavy music, uh, uh, just trying to channel some of the, uh, some of the atmosphere and influence of it. So, um, come back to your question. I, I, there's, there's no way it, it can't not affect it, but I, I just, it's not like, uh, that's the reason necessarily that I started. I was like, Oh, I'm going to express how I'm feeling through my music right now. You know what I mean? Like, like this needs to be documented. Like this needs to be documented how what I'm what I'm going through. It's not it's not it's not like that. It's not kind of it's not black and white like that, you know. But it's it's definitely seeped in there somehow, you know. I mean, there's I mean that and that's kind of you know I mean that's that's normal, right? Like you you uh, <laughs> your what you go through is what you comes out uh, sometimes in your playing. But I I mean I want to you know as far as the direction of the music, I was hoping to just do something that was somewhat different than what I'd done before. Um, and, uh, you know, kind of, um, uh, you know, not be derivative of, of other things I've done. I mean, it's still very guitar and driven and, and heavy. Um, but there's, it's just like, uh, there's some different kind of different structural ideas and co composition ideas. And, and, um, and then having Petra's vocals on it as well are, are, um, making it very unique as far as, you know, in, 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 um, in contrast to other things that I've done. Yeah. Any idea when it's coming out? Like they get, they get the game stuff. Or <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I don't know yet. Yeah, I was uh, trying to finish it. I, I did another. I did another session on um, a couple weeks ago and recorded uh, five more pieces of music. So um, I've got a got a I got about an hour's worth of stuff now, and I'm I'm really trying to figure out what to do and how to how I want to present it. Um, and the other thing that's kind of going on right now is, um, son, we. Um, we recorded a session for the BBC in, um, 2019 and, um, oh, wow. with, uh, with Anna von Hosswolf and, um, oh, wow. Cool. And we've been planning on putting that out, um, for a while. Who, and, like, who was, who is son in this case? So we were on tour in, um, in the, in uh, the UK with, um, and Anna von Hosswolf and her band were supporting us. So, Mm -hmm. Um, it was amazing. It was incredible. She was, she was phenomenal. And, um, I felt the sun as a group, I felt like we were, we were kind of firing on all cylinders. Really. It was like, it was, it was great. And, and the UK is just, has been so, they're so great to us. They're an amazing audience. So, mm -hmm. um, it's always a treat to 
to play for those, for that audience, you know, and um, mm. the shows were, you know, we played some amazing venues too, like played some churches and um, we played the roundhouse in, in London, which is a famous venue. And, and just ama- it, it was amazing. And the response was incredible. And then to be able to do the um, BBC record at the BBC was uh, also an honor. Um, so the, the lineup was, um, it was a touring lineup at the time, which was um, myself and Stephen O'Malley, um, Steve mm. Moore on um, trombone and also keyboards and um, Toss on Moog and um, and then Tim Midget uh, played bass. He also played, um, he did all the shows we did in 2019 uh, in the United States as well. And he played on uh, Life Metal and Pyroclast, played bass. So, mm. and so that was the lineup. And then um, we invited Anna to, um, to do... Uh, to play organ and um, do some vocals on uh, on the recording as well, and um, it was it was special. It was really cool. So we wow. just got that mastered, and we just we're working out the details right now with the BBC to get that um, all cleared so we can release it. So that's kind of my focus for the second half of the year is to try to get this um, uh, the Sun BBC session out there in the world. And then I'm hoping, mm-hmm. you know, that happens, um, which I'm excited about. Then, then sort of, uh, okay, well, what am I going to do with these uh, recordings that I've made? <laughs> you know? Um, yeah. Uh, do you have any um, uh, records you're going to put out this year? I know you got the Nadia record. You have a Big Brave record, too? Yeah, Big Brave. Um, um, Big Brave's coming out. Um, you know, right now, uh, vinyl pressing is really challenging. Um, yeah all the pressing plants are just completely backed up. And, you know, I'm right now it's basically, if you don't have your job in now and ready to go, it ain't coming out this year type of thing. It's like, and a lot of pressing, plants, <laughs> a lot of pressing plants are um, not taking any more orders. They're like, we're done for the year. I'm sorry. <laughs> so wow. uh, it's, it's berserk. It's absolutely ridiculous. So, um, we're having a really hard time getting stuff made. So um, the Nadja and the Big Brave, we would planned on, uh, you know, releasing those, of course, on vinyl and um, not on CD, but now we're doing CD versions so we can have the record come out uh, when it was supposed to come out and when we were hoping to come out and then the vinyl is going to come later. So that's the case for those two. Uh, I think uh, Big Brave CD comes out in April. Um, mm-hmm. And the vinyl comes out in June and Nadja comes out in May and the vinyl comes out in July, that type of thing. So, um, but uh, those records are uh, unbelievable. They're, they're beautiful. The, the big brave record is I'm really, I think it's their best. It's the fourth one we've done together. And um, I think, I think it's their strongest. Um, It's, uh, it's, it's really, really powerful. The Nadja yeah. record really cool too. It's, it was mixed by David Pajo. Oh, shit. Lint. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, which is really cool. Yeah. Uh, he's, uh, I, you know, he's one of my favorite people in the world and Slint's one of my favorite bands. So that was like, um, uh, that was a really cool thing to have happen. And um, when I started talking to those Nadja about making the record, we were, you know, kind of talking about mutual things that we were into and that Slint came up. So I was like, oh, cool. Well, I'm, you know, David's a, actually a, a become friends with this guy and um, he's does really, he's a great um, mixing engineer. So we, we, we gave it to him to mix and um, 
it sounds incredible. Mm-hmm. It's really cool. Really cool for the record. A lot more, um, a lot more vocals on this record than, uh, uh, than their, pa- their past, uh, releases, mm-hmm. which is, um, like they, they sent me the demos. That was another one. It was an email. Like I, I knew who they were though. I mean, Nadja, you know, I, we crossed paths at, uh, festivals and things like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We, we had luck, but they hit me up and I was like, Oh, that's interesting. I, I, I don't, I, I, oddly enough, I didn't really know much about that band. And, um, mm-hmm. you know, I, I, I had heard of them and, um, uh, I knew a lot of people that liked them, but it was one of those bands, for whatever reason, I just hadn't heard. I hadn't really spent time with them. So they sent me a, you know, sent me a solicitation through an email and I was like, Oh, cool. I, I know this isn't, you know, checked it out. And, um, like, this is cool. Like what I was hearing was, um, like that I didn't expect was vocals and a lot of like cool melodicism in, in the, in the, um, in the songs. Mm-hmm. So when I talked to him, I said, you know, I don't, you know, and then I, when I went back and did a little research, I was like, wow, there's not a lot of vocals on these records. Mm-hmm. Um, who's doing really vocals? Was it, um, Leah or was it Aiden? Aiden? Yeah. Leah, I think Leah does some backup vocals. Um, I'm not really too, I, I'm pretty sure she does, mm-hmm. but I was telling him, I was like, you know, the stuff that I was hearing was, it was Aiden's voice. I was like, dude, you have a great voice. Like, let's hear it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> let's hear this. Can we make this a focal point of, um, of, you know, or more of a, more of a focal point, uh, than before. And, um, so that's kind of what we were going for is to sort of, um, accentuate and bring out the vocals and the melodicism of the, of the music. Cause, um, I thought that was to me, what was, what stood out was like a strength of the, of the recording, you know? Totally. And, um, what it didn't really, and then having David work on it too, it's like, he's coming from a kind of a, you know, a very different background. He's not coming from a traditional, like heavy music or, you know, doom or whatever background. So it was cool to have his, um, his, uh, brain on it, you know, and, and, uh, mm-hmm. it's cool. It turned out really, really di- I think, I think different. Um, it kind of, it sort of reminds me some, somewhat of like early or like, like Sonic Youth in a way, um, like the vocals. Oh, wow. It's got this really got, got almost kind of this sultry thing happening with the vocals. They're kind of, you know, they're kind of whispery at times, but then I don't know. It's uh, and the melodies are really, uh, really uh, infectious. So um, I'm excited. it's a really cool record. Um, cool to work with those guys. And um, they're really, they're really uh, easy to work with as well. Um, yeah. So Hypo per, um, hyper prolific that band it's insane you know? exactly exactly yeah and um so i think this one's going to stick out though um in their catalog of work you know yeah. i think it's gonna i think because because of everything i've been talking about that uh it's going to be something that's you know different than or maybe what than what people expected as mm-hmm. well so um, i'm excited about that yeah totally. um so, and the other thing we have going on, we have a couple releases that are kind of, that are planned around record store day that are some, um, archival releases. We're doing a, um, we're doing an LP, um, a collection of recordings from a, a punk band from the eighties called neon Christ oh, from, shit. from Atlanta. <laughs> yeah. 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 Uh, which I'm re- I mean, I, I bought the seven inch, 
Neon Christ 7-inch when I was a kid in the 80s, you know, and um, I was always uh, really into it. And then um, the guitar player, William, he played in Blast yes. in the late 80s. And I did the reissue, Southern Lord did the reissue of the It's In My Blood album, which we remixed with, um, with Dave Grohl. Um, and um, he's on the, he plays second guitar on that. So I kind of reconnected a little bit with him on that. And then the dude became the singer of Alice in Chains. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so, That's fucking like, wild. Which, which is, uh, I mean, uh, uh, I'm a huge fan of actually. And the guy that produced all of their records um, after Lane passed away and William was a singer is a friend of mine who recorded goat snake records, Nick Raskolinik. So, um, uh, it was kind of like, you know, it, it was cool to be able to be, uh, to, uh, to get to work on this. I'm a huge fan of Williams and, um, you know, and there's this really kind of a, you know, interesting and strange story from, these punk rockers from Atlanta. And then, you know, <laughs> William becomes uh, the singer of uh, Alice in Chains and uh, yeah. it's very bizarre, but, um, yeah. but the yeah, music, totally. the, the, their music is, it's, 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 it's great American hardcore from that era. It's really cool. And um, it's been, it's been a lot of fun to work on that project. Um, that, so that comes out on record day. And then the other thing is we've been working on this for like over a year now is um, uh, a vinyl box of, a band I was in in the nineties called engine kid. I heard about this. Oh. Yeah. I heard six, about this. Six, six LPs. Yeah. Well, so two of the, you know, we did two full lengths, right. And they're, and they're both double LPs. So there's four records there. And then the other, the other two records are like EPs and um, comp tracks and unreleased stuff that we did. Uh, uh, some unreleased stuff we did, but um, yeah, it's, um, it's been a lot of fun to kind of go back and, um, revisit that stuff and you know sort of uh, you know that band um it was a it was a it was a really important for me and like kind of uh in sort of informing of where i was who i who i am now and, and where where i went and that was kind of the first band that i was in that really started um experimenting with volume and and, and heaviness you know um bands i'd been in then before that were more, um, you know, more hardcore, uh, mm -hmm. and, uh, more sort of, um, orthodox, you know, and, and the engine kid was about, you know, we were really heavily into like, uh, you know, slint and what was, you know, uh, uh, what was going on in Chicago, touch and go records and things like that. Um, mm -hmm. but we were also really, you know, uh, experimenting with, uh, heavy music, you know, and volume, like I said, so yeah, it's kind of, yeah. and that's how, that's where I met Stephen O'Malley was through that band actually. Um, and we became friends and started, um, you know, turning each other on to different kinds of music that we were into. And, um, that's, that's where that, you know, that's where that friendship kind of started was with that band. So, um, and I feel like a lot of that music is sort of been, has been forgotten and, um, and it was really, to me, it was like, okay, well, it'd be cool. I think some people might appreciate this stuff. Like people that are into the, what I've done and, and, and Southern Lord, you know, in general will, um, might, might appreciate this music. So, um, so we really, we, we, we've been, um, 
you know, remastering everything and, and uh, <laughs> making it uh, sonically uh, as good as possible. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah. And getting that ready. So that's, that's coming out on Rex Store today as well. Um, I, I think that's going to be really cool. You know, I've, I mean, stuff like Engine Kid and like Iceburn, like at the time, really kind of opened me up in like in a way that like I kind of credit to like bringing me to where I am now, where, oh, cool. you know, yeah. like, like, you, like you got like, you know, especially like, you know, like the rev connections and whatnot. like, like you go from, yeah, stuff like something more orthodox, like the brotherhood um, and to like, you know, engine kid playing still like these, you know, really mixed bills and like associated with like, you know, hardcore with a capital H and like, yeah. you know, some like dummy kid like me who kind of like, you know, whose day begins and ends with turning point. Like, it's, you know, <laughs> it, it, you know it, it's turned on to like fucking like, you know, freaker jazz. It's, uh, yeah. it's pretty, well, it's, it's really, you know, the whole rev connection was really strange. Um, and you know, in some ways, over the years, it's been a little cringeworthy for me just because like, it was just so it, it, revelation has such a reputation for what we were kind of the opposite for and what we're, where, you know, we'd come from. And that's mm -hmm. why, you know, I met Jordan mm -hmm. in 89 brotherhood actually played in Connecticut and we met Jordan and, and, you know, we were, you know, we idolized the guy, you know, we loved revelation and, and um, we struck up a friendship uh, then and it continued. And when I started making music that was with engine kid, that was very different from the hardcore I made before. I didn't really think that Jordan would be into that, but you know, if you look at revelation in the nineties, they really took a left turn and they really started taking yeah. chances. Oh, big time. Oh, 100%. Yeah. Ice burn, of course, but into another, I, mean, I thought that band was mm -hmm. incredible. Really different. Yeah. And with he was doing with his voice and stuff and the band that he chose and i mean there's a whole bunch of stuff that they were doing where they were you know they were also experimenting and going in a different direction um and it wasn't just about you know uh you know the the, the standard orthodox hardcore so it did in that way um but i think i think now looking at it and looking at back at it uh so many years it's like I feel like that music might have engine kid might've just gotten you know people's minds just kind of pigeonholed into like, Oh, it's just, this is the label that does gorilla biscuits and youth of today. And, you know, and so this is not something that, that probably is going to, you know, be any different than that. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So kind of, that's sort of what, I don't know, at least my perception is like, well, let's change that. And let's, 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 uh, expose people to what this, what really was, which is, yeah. you know, you were saying, um, about discovering, you know, maybe discovering, uh, Albert Eiler or Ornette Coleman by, by seeing Iceburn or something. <laughs> yeah, totally. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, totally. Yeah. I mean, I agree. I do think that, you know, and I'm sure you can attest to this, Greg, that the freaks are going to find the freak music at the end of the day. You know what oh, I'm saying? Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. And, I, and, yeah. and I, and I, and I feel like there's freaks in that, in that revelation, revelation scene, maybe they just don't know it, you know? And, and, uh, yeah. uh yeah. but you know, we, I, I felt like 
you know, and, and you know, even to this day, like in looking back at it, Engine Kid and Iceburn were definitely kind of outcasts because the Revelation sort of went back to what they they went they went more kind of more back into the hardcore. They stopped. I feel to me like they stopped like you know going uh, releasing experimental or or weirder records. You know they um, and that's fine. I mean they you know I still have a lot of uh, you know of course have a lot of respect for Jordan and stuff like that. But um, but it's funny like I've talked to him you know recently when we were doing these Engine Kid reissues and he's getting ready to do some iceberg stuff too, that I'm going to be helping him out with. So, but, but revisiting that stuff. And I was like, I was like, you know what, man, I, I, yeah, it's great to have this conversation with you. I, I, I didn't know how you felt about this stuff, looking back at it. And he's like, Oh man, it's like, this is so important to the history of revelation. He's like, I don't want it to just be about youth crew and, and GB. You know, I want it to be, I want, there's, there's more, there's more depth to it than that. And, and um, I was like, well, that's exactly yeah, you're speaking my language. You know that that makes sense to me. Yeah. So, um, yeah, that's but, really uh, cool. Yeah. That's really cool. This is kind of like '90s revival that I can get behind. Like, <laughs> I, if, <laughs> if I have to hear one more fucking word about corn, I'm gonna like my, 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 yeah. like yeah. like like I I'm just gonna like puke up my fucking liver. But like <laughs> I I can truly take fucking like hardcore kids like discovering just true outsider music and, and yeah. like you know because like, like i mean like to me like that's like that's like where punk begins and ends is like just kind of like fucking pushing like it, like sonic boundaries yeah mm -hmm. well you know it's 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 it, it, it's interesting too it's like and it kind of makes sense in some ways like in the early 90s you know i was like I was like 22, 23 when, when engine kid was around and it was like, I was, <laughs> I, you know, I got my first serious girlfriend. I, I, I just discovered pot, you know, it was like, <laughs> so you start experimenting with different, <laughs> I mean, having these different experiences and, and those were formative, you know, those are, those are things that like stayed with me uh, throughout my life. And, and, and it's kind of like, you know, the nostalgia for me on that stuff is like, wow, this is the first time I discovered, you know, like I said, <laughs> marijuana or the first time I discovered John Coltrane Love Supreme, which changed my life. You know, so so um, Engine Kid for me is like, uh, you know, it's really an, an important, maybe one of the most important times of my life, you know, and it was, and it was really the, the first time of like really sort of, you know, learning how to play your instrument. And also like getting really into gear, you know, mm -hmm. like when I was like, I, you know, you just borrow, you know, who, you know, Dave from down the street stuff and just make it work, you know, <laughs> jump around mm -hmm. and, and, you know, just that you're, it, it didn't, it wasn't necessarily about, um, this musicianship or, um, you know, learning about, it was more about the message and the community and, uh, you know, uh, and just absolutely just, uh, going for it. Right. And, and with engine kid, it was much more methodical and, and thinking about what we were doing and, and learning how to play the guitar and learning how a relationship between a guitar and an amplifier, you know, uh, it sounds really simple, but I mean, that's the first time that stuff for me started to really happen. And, um, and it got me into like a really go, 
when I went really deep with it and I got really into music. And that's why to me, like a lot of the revelation um, of the youth crew, the straight edge stuff, it didn't resonate with me anymore because that was stuff was more about a message and um, a particular, you know, mindset at that time. And to me, expanding my mind, I was moving on, you know, <laughs> you know it was about the, it became about the music and, um, you know, just, just evolving um, and developing as a, as a person, you know, like, um, I don't, I'm babbling about it, but, the bottom line is, is, uh, is an important time for me. And it's, it's been fun to go back and, um, revisit it, um, and remember those times. And then, and really kind of with the, with the, with the, um, with the release of the, of the box, it'd be like, you know, it's really kind of a celebration of that, uh, for me. Mm -hmm. Wow. Um, yeah, I think, I think, you know, like it's funny because it's really wild to see how the label Southern Lord has uh, evolved over the years, you know, um, because obviously, you know, when I was, when I was first paying attention to it, you know, it was, it was a lot of like doom stuff and like black metal stuff. And I feel like that's one of the, one of the places I'd love to go first, you know, for a lot of these things, because a lot of them are, were re we're weirdly outsider, like we were talking about, but um, I think it's interesting that, you know, a lot of the stuff that you've been, that you've been signing outside of that has been, has been those classic things like blasts and, doing like repress of poison idea and like, you know, um, all the, all those sort of things. Um, I don't know. I guess, do you think it's just kind of like, do you think it is kind of you having a little bit of nostalgia for some of those things? Like, you know, the older, I don't know, like, um, you did a wide eye one, correct? Yeah. Yeah, totally. Um, yeah, yeah there's, there's definitely nostalgia is definitely, um, a, a, a factor, but to me, it's kind of like, you know, when I was a kid, um, getting into hardcore for the first time and, 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 and um, underground hardcore and punk and metal, I was really into mm -hmm. trading tapes and, mm -hmm. um, you know, trade tapes with people from all over the world. Now, you know, you'd, you'd make them a tape of like the local bands that you had in your scene and then they would make you tapes of local bands from their scene. It was this incredible exchange of music and um, mm -hmm. that was fun and I loved it. And I kind of look at Southern Lord as, as, as like sort of a, you know, uh, uh, an extension and a version of that on steroids. You know, it's like, I'm still really into um, turning people on to new music and exchanging music uh, with people. And um, like, when I hear something that really like blows me away, it's like, I have this sort of, natural instinct is i want to share that i want like you got to hear this you know and like i'm still doing that with like i got several friends we were talking about earlier in the conversation like you know sam Beldy or you know todd jones or something it's like hey have you heard this band you know it's like it's constantly going on like you need to check this out man you know and um mm -hmm. i kind of lord like that and um as far as releasing like you know the the older stuff and the older hardcore and punk stuff it's like it's the stuff that I really kind of got first turned on to and so yeah, there's a, a nostalgia there, but it's also, it's like, man, this music is, you know, is, is it's, it's could be forgotten and mm -hmm. people don't know, no, there's a lot of, you know, there's a lot of modern stuff that's out there and a lot of modern stuff that Southern Lord is releasing that 
I think those people that like that music will also really like to hear, you know, these, these bands from the eighties uh, or nineties. Yeah. Um, these bands are also oftentimes an influence for these, you know, more modern bands. It's like, well, if you like, you know, you like this band, you should check out, you should check out what they were listening to, you know, it's yeah. Like, yeah. you listen to Baptist. It's like, well, then you, if you like that, then you need to hear Decreutzen. <laughs> You know what I mean? It's like, yeah, it's, yeah. Th- th- these are, these are like important, uh, mon- you know, monumental moments in, in hardcore that, that helped shape and form, uh, where we are today. And I think it's interesting to, to, um, you know, sort of recognize and, um, appreciate and celebrate that stuff as well, you know? So totally. that's where that's coming from really. Um, and it's fun too. It's like, you know, the, this this the 16 year old me just gets totally stoked like oh man I'm yeah the guys in blast or you know i'm talking to you know dubar from uniform choice it's like those are records um and demos and stuff that i had when i was a kid that like just really sort of you know changed my life you know it's like got so into it so it's cool it's cool to catch up with some of these people too you really like there's some really interesting stories of some of these people about what they've been through in their lives and who they are and what they, where, where they are now. And um, it's cool. It's kind of, to me, it's like a, uh, you know, it's kind of, you know, those records to me aren't about being successful or profitable or not, because they're usually not. It's really about, to me, like, it's just such a, it's a labor of love. And it's, it's some, it's part of it, part of what keeps me motivated and excited to keep um, doing the label actually. So um it's cool i I really enjoy it and we've got some you know another i'll I'll share with you guys one thing we're uh coming up got coming up um for next year is we're we're gonna do a um a discography discography from that band um from the 90s heroin oh wow sick (laughs) that is sick oh man (laughs) man this band is amazing and there's so much music that is out there today that i think is like wow, this reminds me of, and some of it is influenced by that, you know, that early nineties gravity record scene and, and, and heroin. So, um, Oh yeah. I love that stuff. That was great. So we're we're on that right now. I'm really excited about that one. I think that's one that I think, again, I think maybe a lot of people don't know about, um, or it has been, runs the risk of being forgotten right now. I don't know, you know, but, I mean, and talk about like, you know, like hardcore and like, you know, kind of like the bridge in between like generations and stuff. It's like with heroin in particular, you've got like fucking, you know, guys from Battalion of Saints, like, you know, like butting up against yeah. like, you know, like, like literal kids at that time. Like they're like heroin are very much like you know, they, they get kind of like pigeonholed as like, you know, an emo band sometimes. But I mean, they are a fucking like avant-garde hardcore band. And they're wonderful. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. And that's exactly what I, what I, what I see in them that I like as well. It's like, it's not, it's not like, you know, I even the words cheesy screamo. It's just, they were, it's the real deal. It's, they were, they, it was very real. They were, you know, they weren't, it's not a pose. And I think, you know, that, that to me, that's the kind of music that I, I, I like that I, that I connect with, you know, um, I, and I, I feel like, you know, I could kind of sniff out stuff, or, you know, to me, if I, 
it maybe my, my perception of something is like it's not real it's like I, i'm not into it those guys are the real deal and it's like i, I love what they created and it, it is it's and it's not pretty at times either it's like it's just raw and ugly and and noisy and and and, and, it, and i love that about it it's really it's really wild yeah. and free that stuff and um it's funny. I like, you know, I hadn't listened to those guys for a while. And then I, you know, I was digging through my garage and I was like, fuck man, I gotta, gotta put on these records again. I remember really liking them at one time. And then I put them on and I was like, wow, it all came back to me. I'm like, yeah, this was, these guys were special. It's really, really cool what they were doing. And um, I think people might appreciate that. So I'm excited about, you know, bringing yeah, that out. Man, definitely. I think that, I think that yeah. right now is like a great time for, for something like that it's it's funny with like the like the things from like the gravity time and like an era like i because like the you know the term emo has like so many like you know negative connotations and it kind of like always has um yeah you know i've uh like i'll periodically just like put it out of my mind that i'll like you know i'll tell myself that like intellectually i like indian summer but i'll never listen to them again um and then, and then, like, yeah, right. once every couple of years, it'll be like, you know, like, I could, I could really go for some like click attack atawi right now. You know, fucking send me down this like <laughs> this path where it's like, like, like this is some like true freak, like you know, like I like that you know they weren't on Gravity, but like you know, I think like you know to this day, I like I don't think any band has fucked me up as much as like Honeywell, you know, like. I don't, I don't know them. I, 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 it's funny. There's some stuff I missed, man. It's funny. Cause like our stuff happened heroin. I was aware of, we actually mm -hmm. engine get played shows with them. Um, but then like, you know, around like 90, like end of 94, 95, I was just, I had switched. I totally got totally. into death metal. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I really did tombed and carcass. And, and I, and I'd, I'd heard, you know, um, uh, like you know some swedish uh black metal and uh or scandinavian black metal so i was just like i i my i missed out on some of that stuff and one of the bands i missed out on that now it just totally blows me away is uh um, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. swing kids oh yeah <laughs> but I, you know i was so late to i literally discovered that band or started listening to them rather like like a year a and a half ago <laughs> and uh <laughs> it, it, it blew my mind i'm like this is insane um it kind of you know there is sort of a um there's a bit of a drive like jehu thing happening there which I'm, is one of my all-time favorites so it makes sense for that but i just they, they just i didn't never heard that band and i think maybe honeywell you know those bands some of those bands like mid 90s on um from that kind of era um i i didn't know about or miss because my head was, you know, up, up, uh, you know, up and up in tombs ass, you know, so. <laughs> <laughs> well, Greg, I had one question for you. Um, and, uh, you know, I know you got to split here soon. I don't want to bother you too long, but, um, and then I, I think Mike has one for you, but, um, so I wanted to ask you, you know, since we're, we, we got the Robert audience listening right now, mm -hmm. um, um, why don't, uh, and I know you're going to be you're going to be biased, so I'm going to try to take that out of the equation here. What do you think is the, your favorite show or your favorite band that you've seen at Roadburn all the years that you've gone 
that you had no involvement with? Ooh. Man, uh, you should have given me that question a week ago so I could have thought about it. Uh, <laughs> I, I'll, I'll tell you, my favorite, my favorite road burn moment, I'll, 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 say, I'll start there. My favorite road burn moment was when Sun um, had the opportunity to curate and we had Caspar Brosman Massacre play and Caspar had not played with that group for many, many, many years. And mm -hmm. I remember they played one of the smaller venues and they, I mean, they were just, they were, they were incredible, so heavy and, and uh, it was just great. But my, but I was in the front row with a huge, like shit eating green grin on my face right in front of Caspar watching him just, just rip this guitar to pieces. And, and mm. this guy, you know, it was mellow. He was, everyone's either stoned or, you know, it wasn't, it wasn't a pit, you know what I mean? Yeah. And yeah. Like this, there's this, like, I feel this presence of this dude bump, like, like bouncing around and, and like, kind of like, you know, just getting really into it and gyrating. And he kind of bumps into me a few times. And I'm like, kind of got pissed. I turned around and it was uh, Michael Jaira from Swans. <laughs> <Sick>. <laughs> like, oh. That's incredible. I killed like, it, man. He's like, you're in. I'm like, you're into this. Oh, this is amazing, man. You know, I was like, so that was that was like that was like that show and that moment was was pretty memorable. Um, I guess um, probably trip to Con. Oh wow! Yeah, yeah. That was that was really cool. Because everything else I would mention was stuff that I've been fortunate enough to be involved with, or like that did that show we curated that I can remember. I mean, that's a, <laughs> that's kind of the road. Where, man, what some what an awesome festival, an awesome experience. But like, ask me to re remember a lot of it. Like, I, <laughs> you know, I, I, fair enough. <laughs> in time, yeah, you need that good time, and um, I haven't experienced one of those things sober yet uh maybe someday but but you know what i mean but yeah, yeah the trip to cool and then getting to meet um tom g warrior uh that was that was amazing because he actually that was the one he curated and then he asked um he asked thor's hammer to play that thing which was like we were completely you know that was just like unbelievable for us because that's our whole band is based off of Hellhammer, basically so <laughs> Thanks for listening to this week's episode of Metal Matters. Make sure you like or subscribe to wherever you get your podcasts. Apple, Google, Spotify, Sticker, Amazon, to get the most recent episodes automatically delivered to your phone. Thanks for listening, and catch you next week.